You're listening to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, episode 88, hosted by me, Robert Plotkin. Today I'm going to be speaking about how to be mindful during the holiday season, which is particularly difficult for many of us this year in 2020 in light of the global pandemic, economic crisis, and all that's associated with it. And after this episode, head on over to our website at technologyformindfulness.com, as always, for free information and tips about how to be more focused, productive, creative, and happy using technology. And you can sign up for our free mailing list to receive a guide on how to find balance and manage your technology use with mindfulness. And now back to the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Today I'm going to be speaking about how to be mindful, grateful during the holiday season. I'm recording this now right before Thanksgiving in the U.S., about the third week of November. And I know the situation is varying now around the world, but here the situation with the COVID-19 pandemic is evolving very, very rapidly in a negative direction. And it is making it very difficult for many people to make decisions about how to spend the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, which is one on which traditionally people get together with their families, often traveling large distances to spend precious time with each other in person and celebrate and be grateful. And that's the nature of Thanksgiving is to give thanks and be grateful. And so now when people, many people are deciding not to have those gatherings or to scale them down, scale them back, make them smaller, do them virtually, it's of course very stressful in light of all of the isolation that we've all been experiencing now for a very extended period of time. It's particularly difficult to have to even consider making decisions about not getting together for even a day or an afternoon or so, because we are all craving that time together. And yet the nature of this pandemic is facing us with those decisions very, very starkly. And I'm not going to pretend to give any kind of solution to all of the feelings that will arise in relation to that, but I'll give a few suggestions relating to mindfulness that I hope you might find helpful. Try them out if you think they apply to you. One is I've been thinking about the nature of Thanksgiving, which is essentially a holiday focused on gratitude. And I know it can be really, really hard right now to find things to be grateful for when so much of our attention is focused on things that we have lost, things that we normally would be grateful for, but that are not there. Or we may be experiencing the exact opposite of what we're grateful for. And I don't know what your situation is, you who are listening to this right now, uh, you may have suffered a great 
losses and be experiencing some significant grief now. Perhaps you have had or have COVID. Perhaps you have lost a loved one or a friend, maybe more than one person, to COVID, to another illness. But because of COVID, perhaps you weren't able to see that loved one before they pass. There's all kinds of ripple effects that this uh, pandemic is having, even beyond the people who've had the illness or have passed from it. You might have experienced or be experiencing now a loss of a job or a business or income, a home. I don't know what else there is. So I fully understand how much there is that you may have that you are legitimately not feeling grateful for right now. So just say that as a preface to make clear that I'm I'm not suggesting uh, to be Pollyannish about anything that's happening or to overlook or push aside or dismiss any of the things that you are feeling pain about right now. Instead, I'm just su- uh, suggesting, again, if it feels helpful to you to spend some time, which you might very well be doing already, seeing what there is that you can still be grateful for in the face of all of this. And when when there's so much tragedy going on, often those things that we are grateful for will be relatively mundane, small things that happen in the course of our day that take a moment or that we might often otherwise overlook. And I say that because in a time like this, the big things that we may often be grateful for just may may not be there. But things that you may still find, but you might otherwise overlook if you're not paying attention to them, are just a single interaction you might have with a family member. It might be over Zoom. It might be by phone. It might be by email. It might be by text. Even one small exchange is something that if we focus our attention on it, we can really feel some gratitude for in a way that we might otherwise overlook. Those of us who are remaining relatively healthy, certainly something to be extremely grateful for. Those of us who still do have a job or an income, and here's an example. Uh, You might have a job that you don't particularly like. (laughs) Uh, Many people are in that situation. But if you have it, this is something that you might not normally feel very grateful for. But in this situation that we're in, that might be something to focus attention on with gratitude. I found a lot to be grateful for in relation to technology. You know, on this podcast and on the website, I'm often pointing out harmful effects of technology, things that we need to protect ourselves against in relation to technology. In this time of lockdowns and social distancing and staying at home, technology is something that I found, and I know many other people have found, has enabled us to maintain some degree of connection with other people. It's not a substitute for face-to-face time in person. But I've been so grateful for the ability to speak to friends by phone, to text with them, to meet with them by Zoom, 
And there's certain types of activities that you can still do somewhat by Zoom, even if they're not the same as face-to-face. I've been playing lots of music with people. Not the same by Zoom, but I'm really grateful that the opportunity is there to use it at all. Think about even 10 years ago, that kind of video conferencing wouldn't have been available or would have been prohibitively expensive for many people. I know there are many people now who still don't have access to it, don't have access to fast internet at a price that they can afford or may just not be available in their area at all. But for those of us who do have access to technological means for staying in touch, it's certainly something to be very grateful for in the face of all of the restrictions, whether they be externally imposed on us or choices that we're making to restrict our contact with other people. So I could go on uh, listing many more things to be grateful for, but I'm sure that if you pay attention in your own life, you'll find so many of them. Again, they may be small. They might be a grocery store nearby that you appreciate to provide food, the owner or, or workers there who are working so hard to provide food for you healthcare workers who work nearby or who've provided you directly with care or your family members. So much to be grateful for. So much. But my suggestion is, and again, I'm sure you're doing this already, is to just pay attention to whatever opportunities there are in your own day, expecting them in a time like this to be perhaps small and therefore maybe requiring more attention to spot those opportunities to find things to be grateful for. And if you can, you know, engage with that on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving with your family collectively. And that might be, and it's, it's a very common practice on Thanksgiving. Usually on Thanksgiving, in my experience, people focus on the really big things, which are great, of course. I just know that those there are not as many of those big things for many people right now. And so this might be a time to focus on just how important the small things are to be grateful for. And my other suggestion would be, and you know, I know this is so hard to do and I find it hard to do, but now might be a time to try to extend that attitude of gratitude beyond Thanksgiving because it is so easy and natural in a time like this, and I I know I fall into it, to focus on how bad things are. And again, I'm not suggesting to dismiss how bad things are. Our only suggestion is in addition to paying attention to the negatives, is to make a conscious effort beyond Thanksgiving to find whatever there is that you can be grateful for, particularly because it is just by nature, going to be harder to find those things in a time like this. And I found that when I make a conscious effort, particularly in a time like this, to find things I'm grateful for, it can really lift my spirits, change my attitude, even while I'm aware of all the things I'm not particularly grateful for, really, really can can change how I perceive life, how I feel throughout my day. So I just suggest making that extra effort on an ongoing basis. It looks like we're going to be in this for quite a while. And so that may be a helpful ongoing practice. 
there's another suggestion I have for the holidays, particularly if you're going to be spending time with family and friends virtually by Zoom or some other way. I've given this suggestion before, but I think it's particularly relevant if you're going to be spending time virtually, which is to be mindful about being present in the moment with people during the holidays versus capturing the moment. I know we all enjoy taking pictures and recording time together and then sharing that with other people after the event, uh, sending out videos or pictures of the meal and time together. And I'm not suggesting not to do that at all. All I've suggested before and would repeat now is there is an extent to which spending time and focusing attention, let's say during a holiday meal, on taking pictures can detract from your ability to be present at that meal itself because your attention is focused on capturing the moment instead of being in the moment. So I just suggest finding ways to moderate how much time you spend capturing, taking pictures or recording versus being in the moment. And one thing you can do is maybe designate certain times for doing that capturing, which now may be virtual by like recording the Zoom or taking screenshots or other things like that. Or snapping if you're going to be at different households. I can understand at one household, you may want to take some pictures of what you're doing and then send it to family members who are elsewhere specifically because they can't be with you. It's totally understandable. All I'm suggesting is to be conscious and mindful of the extent to which engaging in that capturing can take you out of the moment. And so to do your best to moderate it. So you can set certain times, maybe at the beginning of the meal, at the end, when you're going to do that capturing. Another thing you can do is to have a certain person maybe designated as the photographer, someone who particularly enjoys doing that. And the benefit of that is, okay, someone who enjoys doing it does it, and other people can then stay fully present in the meal or other time together instead of having their attention diverted to doing things like taking pictures. So, you know, those are just some things, suggestions. You can experiment with them on your own. I know I've sometimes experienced and I've heard many people talk about a feeling of sadness when, you know, in an extreme, many people are all spending a significant amount of time taking pictures or recording videos and it's detracting from everyone's ability to be present with each other fully in the moment. That's all I'm suggesting to be aware of and wary of. A specific thing relating to spending time together virtually is that if you are on, let's say, a Zoom gathering, I really suggest doing your best to make that Zoom full screen, <laughs> shut down all your other apps, put away your other devices. Why? So that you can be fully present in that uh, Zoom gathering. If you are attending a family gathering on a device, you are going to be so much more susceptible, anyone would be, to being distracted by other things going on on that device. 
or other devices than you would be if you were sitting down at a table. So I think it's doubly important in this time of virtual gatherings to take some extra steps to make it as easy as possible for you to stay fully present with other people. And so again, that's I suggest attend virtually using just one device, pick whatever device you want, put the other devices away, and then have that device be in full screen mode and perhaps quit out of all the other apps. So you can just focus on being there as much as possible as if you were physically present with your family members instead of seeing them all through a screen. There are some particular challenges relating to doing virtual gatherings with family members. Let me just mention some of them. One of them is that uh, if there's any members of the family who are not technologically savvy, it might be difficult for them to attend, to get into a Zoom meeting, for example. I think in a previous podcast, I suggested using time in advance to the extent possible to help those family members, friends, members of your community to get set up technologically. Now, when I'm recording right now, this might be too late, unfortunately. I think I had suggested this a few months ago when in the U.S., you know, our numbers were down in many places, but you may still have time to at least go one-on-one and set up someone's computer for them uh, if you're close enough by and do that in a safe way to help as many people in your family or who you otherwise would be getting together with to connect technologically if that's the way you're going to do it now. You know, and if it is too late or if they're too far away, I would say just, you know, this is going to go on for a long time. Keep it in mind so whenever an opportunity arises to help those people out, to get set up, you can take advantage of it. Similarly, you know, I'd suggest thinking carefully if you're going to do a virtual gathering about just how it's going to work technologically in advance as much as possible in order to avoid people missing out on the day of or to avoid having to spend time doing tech set up on the day of. I mean, that's the last thing you or anyone else wants to be spending your time on on the day of Thanksgiving or another holiday. So if you want to think through, let's say it's Zoom that you're going to use. Does everyone have Zoom installed on their devices? Does everyone know how to use it? Does everyone have an account? Do a test run for those people who may be not uh, frequent Zoom users. And I'm not promoting Zoom. It could be anything. It could be any kind of video conferencing platform that you use. Think about it in advance. You know, holidays are stressful times. The more you can do in advance to think through these tech setup issues, the less stress there'll be on the day of the holiday and the less likely it will be that someone in the family will miss out on being able to participate for technological reasons, which is the last thing you would want to have happen. Think through your choice of platform based on what's easiest or what's most available to people. Different people may have different devices, certain video conferencing. I'm using video conferencing because I'm assuming most people want to be able to see each other. You know, which video conferencing platform works best 
on the devices that people happen to have. If someone who's going to attend, let's say, doesn't really have high-speed internet, is there a way for that person to attend by audio only? And then that's a good situation for that person's audio only. Do you have a way to get photos or videos to that person after the fact easily so that they can experience some of the gathering even if it's afterwards in ways that other people were able to experience live because they had a more sophisticated tech setup. So many of these issues are not things that we normally would have to deal with when we were getting together in person. Now, we'd have to deal with the often horrible travel <laughs> conditions, whether it be uh, you know sitting on the road for hours or getting on airplanes, but those are things we all are familiar with and we know how to do. Doing family holiday gatherings using technology is something new that many of us don't know how to do or haven't done before. And so we haven't thought through. And, you know, I can say if, it, if you're familiar with using Zoom in business, well, people running businesses probably got have IT support. They have Zoom set up. That may not necessarily be true for everyone who would be attending your family gathering. Let me mention one which may seem obvious, but it's just such an easy common pitfall is uh, time zones. You know, I'm sure you're thinking about this, but some of you may have holiday family situations with people in really radically different time zones. So you got to think that through, you know, make sure everyone is coordinated about when the event's going to happen so that everyone can be there truly live, even if it's at different times for them. You know, when we're attending in person, of course, we're all physically in the same place. So by nature, we are in the same time zone. Not true with technology. And so when you're scheduling things, you got to make clear to people uh, what time zone you're talking about. So there's no confusion. So I've just talked mostly about the some of the challenges involved in doing holidays virtually, some of the ways you can think in advance about how to minimize the pitfalls to the extent possible. Of course, the premise of all of this is that there's a really significant advantage of this technology, which is it enables us to get together virtually even when we can't do so physically. There's some other things that can be beneficial about getting together virtually. You can do things like share slideshows of photos, let's say a family photos, over a Zoom meeting. You could do that in person, of course, but uh, it can be nice to do it up on a full screen so that everyone can see at one time the photos going by or family videos or anything else that you might want to share with each other. Uh, there can be something nice and convenient about doing that on a device. And then it also means that it can easily be recorded and shared with people later, Other, unlike you know doing that around someone's phone, like looking at photos on someone's phone. They're often small in person, people crowd around, not everyone can see. There's actually a benefit there of doing uh, that kind of thing on uh, a meeting. Everyone can see on their own screen, uh, it's very easy, large, and you can you can record, save, and share after the fact. So I've tried to share with you how to 
try to make the most of what may be a very restricted holiday time for many of you. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it or try to make it sound better than it is. I'm just trying to suggest some ways to make it be as good as it can be under these really difficult, challenging circumstances. And what I'd like to leave you with is a recognition that for us in the U.S. this Thanksgiving, many of you elsewhere may have other holidays, times when you would normally be gathering with friends and family. Christmas will be coming up again soon in about a month. We will probably be in about the same, if not worse, I hope better, but we may very well be in a worse situation then and now. So what I'd like to leave you with is the acknowledgement and recognition of how limited and therefore perhaps disappointing, frustrating the holidays may be and leave us with feelings of sadness, disappointment, and, and even much worse than that. And it, that is not easy to acknowledge or accept, but there can sometimes be something helpful about just acknowledging the reality for what it is. We know that when we try to fight against, deny, the reality of what we see that can just just cause even more pain it doesn't really necessarily help us or to nothing wrong with hoping uh, for something to be better but the suggestion i'm making is to see if you can find some acceptance and by acceptance i mean just acceptance of the fact that this is where we are and you know set your expectations based on that understanding of where we happen to be. And I'm not saying to like it. <laughs> I'm not saying to like it at all. Just suggesting, and I found this, that when I set my own expectations more in accordance with reality, I find myself fighting against that reality less. And when I'm fighting less and accepting more, I feel more at peace with the situation. And when I'm more at peace with the situation, I can be more present in it. And by being more present in it, I can actually often enjoy it more. It may seem like a paradox that to accept what is so unenjoyable in this situation can actually help facilitate enjoyment. But I hope you follow what I'm saying, and maybe you've experienced some of this yourself, that the, the denial of the reality and the fighting against it can just lead to more hard feelings and an inability to savor, enjoy, and be grateful for the situation. Whereas accepting it, again, not liking it, just accepting the reality of what it is can really be helpful in facilitating enjoyment of the situation as it is. And also going back, trying to tie this back to the beginning, I found that when I can accept the situation, the reality of it, it's easier for me to find those things that I'm grateful for in it than if I'm fighting against it somehow, a railing against it, expressing my indignation about it. When I'm in an indignant state, that is not conducive to me finding things to be grateful 
about in the situation. So I hope that's helpful to uh, see if you can set your expectations for the holidays may be very, very low. But if that's based on reality, that may help you find some acceptance. I hope this is helpful in what's a very, very difficult time. Thanks so much for joining me, Robert Plotkin. Uh, this is episode 88 of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. You'll probably be listening to this before Thanksgiving holiday. You won't hear me again until after that. So I hope you can have a Thanksgiving that is as connecting and full of gratitude as is possible under the circumstances. I will see you next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Bye now. Thank you.